Welcome to the Stream Coach TV podcast, the podcast designed to help you up your game as a professional live streamer on Twitch. Every Friday, I give you actionable advice to transform you into the expert content creator you are determined to be. After the episode, come learn more in our Discord channel. Now let's get started. It me! Oh my god, guys, I have missed you so, 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 so much. A lot of you have come to me and been like, hey, Ashney, where are the podcast episodes at? Let me tell you what happened. I've talked about this on Instagram and Discord and pretty much everywhere else except for here. So basically what happened, I went up to my parents' house in Oklahoma and on the 26th of December, yes, that's right, the day after Christmas, I got extremely sick. I got the flu, which is really bad this year. Make sure you guys are totally beefing up your immune system right now because it is not fun. I'm talking like fever, chills, throwing up. It was not, not, not good. So I decided to leave. I was going to stay until January 3rd. I brought my microphone. I brought my cameras, all my equipment to be able to record a couple of YouTube videos and a couple of podcast episodes while I was there. But because I was sick, I ended up coming home early and I came back probably the 27th or the 28th. When I got back to Austin, it's the lovely time of year in the middle of December to about early February where flu, not flu season, um, uh, allergy season sets in. And so cedar fever was at like a hundred thousand, no, like 10,000 grams per cubic meter or something ridiculous. And I got extremely sick from that as well. So I was trying to recover from the flu while trying to recover from cedar fever slash these crazy allergies. So I was very miserable for like three weeks. I'm still coughing a little bit from time to time, but at least at this point I'm able to control it and not just cough out a lung every time I try to talk. So we are back to creating podcast episodes and YouTube videos. Again, I'm probably going to get started recording uh, tomorrow. I recorded a couple of podcast episodes while I was sick, and I'm kind of not super impressed with them. Like The guests were absolutely amazing. You guys are going to love them. We have one about charity streaming coming up next week, and then the episode after that will be about stepping up your production with OBS and Streamlabs OBS. But I was still sick whenever I did those interviews, and I feel like because I didn't take that time to focus on myself instead, and I felt anxiety about making sure that I was still getting content out, I wasn't letting myself recover, and I wasn't taking care of my body because I was focusing on getting that content out. And so there's some like coughing, and and the guests are amazing. They did a fantastic job, but me, myself, it was hard to really carry on a conversation whenever I was just physically not in the shape that I needed to be in to have a extremely well thought out successful conversation with somebody, but they're still good and they're definitely still super great, super great information in there for you guys. So they will be coming up the next couple of weeks, but I'm just super grateful overall that I'm creating content and being surrounded by this positive community of people that if I'm legitimately sick, like they, they care and they want me to take the time off. And 
I am so grateful for that because I know that as much as I try to prevent it and schedule ahead of time and have bulk content uploaded so that in case something happens, I'm okay, there are still going to be times where I don't have three or four weeks of content planned out and I get sick for a month. And so I'm really grateful to the people that support me and the people that um, I just have truly come to, to call friends that have joined either the Discord community or have been talking to me on Twitter and all these people have really been very understanding of me being sick because three weeks with no content, to be completely honest, in the content world is way too long. Um, it moves extremely fast and three weeks is a lot of time for someone to to catch up or someone to kind of forget about what I've been doing. So <clears throat> so anyways, we are back and thank you guys again for being extremely understanding of me being sick. In this episode, I want to talk about a few different things because over the past like one to two weeks, a lot of stuff has happened in the content creation industry in general. So I want to go over the new YouTube changes, the changes to the Instagram algorithm and Twitch changes. And then throughout like all of these sections, I'll talk to you guys a little bit about my goals and maybe we'll wrap up with a few of my goals and my intentions for 2018. All right. So the first section is YouTube changes. So let's talk about what happened in the YouTube space that has so many people just up in arms and small creators that have all kind of decided to leave the platform in these giant waves. So YouTube released a blog post that said that the requirements for their partnership program has changed. A little side note here, I've been waiting on my partnership program application to be approved for like two months. I thought it wasn't being approved because I figured they would want to save all of December's ad revenue for the larger, more established creators, but apparently it's because they were rolling out these new partnership requirements. All right, so the old requirements were that you needed 10,000 views. 10,000 views is extremely easy to get. And the new requirements is that you need 4,000 hours of watch time in the last 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. All right, so what does this do? What does this tell us immediately? One is that on YouTube, watch time is the most important factor as far as getting your videos seen um, by YouTube and establishing an audience and growth and all of that. A lot of the YouTube channels that teach you how to grow a successful YouTube channel have been preaching this for months, probably a couple of years now. This is not new news that watch time is extremely, extremely important. And now it's even more so because you need 4,000 hours of it to qualify for this program. That actually boils down to being 20,000 minutes of watch time each month. Now on my channel, I have about 650 to 660 subscribers right now while we are speaking. And because I've been sick, I haven't created any videos in the last two weeks, but I still have 17,000 minutes of watch time in the last 30 days. So that shows you that 20,000 minutes of watch time to get per month is not is not hard. That's not a that's not an astronomical number. A lot of people are extremely turned off by that. But I think that 
if you are publishing consistently and none of my videos even have that many views, you know, 150, 200 views. Um, some of them are getting a little up there, upwards of about a thousand, but I don't have any viral videos. I don't have anything that's really taken off. And I'm still getting to that point where I, I will definitely, we'll reach the partnership program at some point, probably sometime in the summer. We'll see what happens. But this is a huge astronomical number that a lot of, well, not even an astronomical number. It's a number a lot of, of small creators think is astronomical, but it really isn't. Now, whenever we get to a thousand subscribers, obviously that number isn't astronomical either. Personally, I've been doing YouTube for two months consistently and I have, you know, 650, almost 700 subscribers. So it's not hard to grow a channel. I know a lot of people want to put their channel growth on to YouTube and they expect YouTube to kind of make their videos be favored in the YouTube tube algorithm because they're smaller creators. Um, but it just, I don't think that it should work that way. I've always said that if you're building a brand online, you don't need to put all of your eggs in one basket. So if you're focusing only on Twitch or you're focusing only on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube, you are doing something wrong. It is extremely hard to grow on YouTube if you don't have a presence anywhere else. And so it's super important, I think, for people that are interested in content creation to build up their social media first. The only reason that I'm at these 18,000 views or almost 700 subscribers in two months is because one, the content that I'm putting out is extremely relevant and valuable for people. And so, of course, that kind of value add onto my channel is extremely important for anyone that is having trouble growing. I definitely recommend kind of doing an assessment of your channel and seeing like, what am I bringing to the platform that's different? But the reason that I've grown to this point so quickly is because I focused on social media first. And so I think if you want to do something like grow a brand, growing your social media initially is such such a, a great way to kind of give yourself a leg up and make sure that whenever you release a YouTube or you start streaming on Twitch, people actually notice. The thing that a lot of the smaller creators are upset about with this new change is that they are not being grandfathered into monetization if they were in the partnership program before. If you don't meet these 4,000 hours in the past 12 months or 1K subscriber benchmarks, then you are, are kicked out of the partnership program and you don't have monetization options. So you don't have the ability to run ads on your YouTube videos anymore to make that 2 or $3 a month in AdSense revenue. For some people who have been creating for a long time, this is a huge slap in the face and I totally get that. It's like, you had a relationship with YouTube, you know, even if it was two or three dollars a month, that was an incentive for you to continue creating. And I totally understand the, fr the frustration that a lot of people have. I can see that, you know, if I were in the same position, I might initially be a little upset too, but I think that a lot of people that are having this problem need to have a really, really important mindset shift. 90% of the people that are being kicked out of the partnership program now were making between two and $3 a month. Some of them were making, you know, 50 to a hundred. Some of them were getting really, really lucky on random videos and they would hit it big. 
If you are looking to two or three dollars a month to motivate you to create content or to show you, hey, there's a future in this for you, you are doing something wrong. It is extremely important to not focus on the monetary value that you are getting from a platform. So, and this is this is information coming from somebody who has had multiple multiple thousand dollar donations. Um, I had a over $3,000 donation, over $1,200 donation, a bunch of, you know, hundreds of dollars donations. Like, don't attach yourself to the money because while that seems like it is extremely motivating, that is not what is going to motivate you to create content consistently. Eventually that 50 cents a month or two or three dollars a month isn't gonna be enough to get you through the hard times, to get you to push through whenever either you're sick or you're burned out or uh, you're not making enough money to justify creating content anymore or you think you just don't enjoy it anymore or you don't want to create content about the same information anymore. It is not enough to justify it. What is enough to justify it is whether or not you're changing people's lives. Connection is so much more important than monetization. Every single creator needs to focus on connection more than making money from their projects. Yes, I understand making money is awesome. Do I wanna make money for posting YouTube videos eventually? Yes, I, I think that would be absolutely incredible, but that isn't my main goal, and I don't think money should ever be your goal. Money is a fantastic tool. It's definitely something that you can use to pay your bills so you can spend more time creating so that you can you know grow your brand online and grow all your numbers and, and pay your bills and go to the doctor and eat food, but it's not the the reason that we do this stuff. And if this is the reason that you're doing it, if two or three dollars a month is the reason that you are continuing to create, it's not gonna be enough to get you through. You know, ten thousand dollars in a month wasn't enough to get me to create Twitch content consistently for years. All right, so how do we solve this problem? How do we make this mind sh mindset shift? The way that you do this is you look at a video, every single video, and think, what problem is this solving? And educational-based content, this is extremely easy. You know, usually people create educational content, tutorial-based content, because there's a problem that they've had or something that they've researched, and then they want to share that information with the world. With entertainment-based content, it's completely different. Entertainment content, is about growing a relationship with someone. So you help them smile, you help them with something with their family, you help them through a, a tough situation just by being there because they feel like they have a relationship with you. And that's called relational value. I'll release like a video and we'll do a podcast episode or something over that at some point because it goes super deep. But that's the mindset shift that every single small creator needs to have to continue creating and to be successful on YouTube. All right, the next piece, people are upset because they think they're losing end screens or cards. You're not losing end screens or cards. Those haven't been partner only features for years now. I can also understand some people that feel like YouTube is kind of spitting on a relationship that they thought that they had with the platform. 
But YouTube has always been kind of cold and distant from their creators. They give you the power. They let you post videos on their platform for free. That is incredible. That is that is amazing. And just the fact that we're able to post for free to me is enough to incentivize me to keep going. I don't have to pay to get my content out there. You know how long <laughs> initial creators people who created in the very like beginning whenever content creation kind of started way back in the day they were paying to get their their podcasts up they were paying to get their their videos up and a lot of people now it the expectation is that to be able to put content out into the world is going to be free people think that if they're not contributing to youtube like they're really going to stick it to youtube or or they think like you're they're putting content on youtube's platform and it's it's promoting YouTube in some way. YouTube does not need... I have to say this in a way that makes sense. YouTube does not need all of the creators that it has. What happened, and I learned this from Epos Fox. If you guys haven't seen him, he's over at youtube.com slash Fox. I'll post his link down below. But apparently there was this huge flood of creators whenever YouTube started their partnership program and they allowed all these these new people to jump on and people all of a sudden like wanted to be a youtuber when they grew up and people wanted to create content online because they saw how successful it was starting to become and how people were able to monetize and make full-time livings off of this and so there was an explosion of smaller creators and now 400 hours of content are uploaded to youtube every single minute that is a lot of people uploading a lot of stuff and YouTube is trying to do something that has never been done before, which is they are trying to go through all of this content, figure out what is suitable for advertisers, figure out what certain advertisers want to be featured on certain channels, creating partnership programs. They're doing so much for this platform and the fact that people aren't appreciative of that kind of blows my mind. That's a lot of work and that's something that's never been done before. So this kind of went off on a tangent, but yeah, YouTube is not, YouTube's will still give you in-screen elements and cards and all of that if you aren't a partnered streamer, or partnered streamer, if you're not a YouTube partner. And also, don't worry about having a relationship with the actual platform because they're always going to be distant. They kind of give you this platform to create free content on and they just say, hey, here you go, go do stuff, figure it out. And the other thing that creators are kind of upset about is that they think monetization affects your video's ability to be searched and to appear higher in YouTube's algorithm. And that's not true at all. There's nothing that they're literally, you'll, you have to dig really deep in YouTube's help blog, but there's still information out there that says that monetization doesn't affect a channel's ability to be picked up by the algorithm. There's so much more that goes into it than whether or not you are, you have ads on your videos. Watch time for one is extremely important. And this is a whole nother thing that I could, you know, make another video or podcast episode about. So I'm not going to go too deep into this right now. 
So what does this mean for the platform and what's my opinion on it? I personally think this is awesome. I think that this is taking money away from the creators who either posted one video but haven't been consistent or haven't really tried to figure out and really focused on like the value of their content. It's taking away that two or three dollars or you know that that small amount per month and instead redistributing that wealth to the creators that have more established communities and consistent content and high value. And so it's making it more equitable to be a consistent, a consistent creator on the platform. This also means that creators who come in and have one viral video because the old requirements were just 10,000 views, it means that those random viral videos can't be monetized anymore unless that person already has a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of watch time so this is just giving those people that have been consistent that have shown their attachment and and su not support what am i trying to say that have just shown their dedication to the platform to uh, it just gives the, the dedicated people the money right and I think that's awesome. I think on every platform, that should be the goal, is that the people that are creating really awesome, valuable stuff are the ones that are getting paid for it. And that means the rest of us who aren't either consistent or aren't creating value or aren't um, being aren't being our best selves have to step up our game and really take content creation seriously, as I think it should be taken seriously from the very beginning. And what does this do to people that, you know, create a viral video, maybe the next Chocolate Rain, just randomly, or, you know, you see Keyboard Cat and you just randomly upload? Those videos are still going to be there. YouTube just announced today that they are going to, they are looking into letting non-monetized, non-partnered contributors attach Patreon or Kickstarter or some other kind of community, like, crowdfunding type of programs, <clears throat> they're letting non-partners put those links onto their videos now. And so what does that do? That takes the, the expectation of monetization off of YouTube and places it in the hands of the community. If somebody really enjoys a video that you create, they can subscribe to you on Patreon. They can support you on Kickstarter. And that's awesome because that means that the people that are being affected by this video get to choose whether or not they like your content. If it's this is just a random viral video, are they going to want to support you? Probably not. If this is a viral video and you have 100 subscribers and you've posted a few consistently but you just haven't been picked up by the algorithm yet and you get this big viral video that just blows you into the, into the atmosphere, like yes, people will probably want to support you if it's content that is valuable for them, if they see community in it, if they see some kind of potential in you. People love to invest in people that they believe in. And giving that monetization feature to these creators puts that power in the hands of the content consumer. And I think that is an incredible move. All right, I talked about this for way longer than I was expecting to. Obviously, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I've listened to a lot of videos about it and other podcasts about it and stuff, but 
that's pretty much my ideas as far as YouTube changes. And if you are a Twitch streamer, I think that YouTube is an amazing platform. I still think that it's valuable. I think now is actually a great time to get into it because a lot of people are going to be leaving. A lot of smaller creators that were either just in it for the money or didn't really find their niche or... <clears throat> are kind of going to stop creating at this point and move to other platforms. And so I think this is a really great time for channels that can really sit and think and figure out their value to come in and to create something amazing. So if you haven't created a YouTube yet and you're a Twitch streamer, now is an amazing time. And you definitely should be doing so because you don't want all of your eggs, all of your content creation online to be solely on Twitch. God, I talked about that way too much. <laughs> my voice hurts. Like my my mouth is starting to freeze up. I haven't talked this much in weeks. Okay, let's move on to the next section. So this is the Instagram algorithm changes. Instagram is extremely important for Twitch creators to be on. To be honest, uh, Instagram was kind of the thing that made my community explode. A lot of people from my community came from Instagram and I'm super passionate about the platform. I think it's really cool. And there are a lot of opportunities to grow a community on Instagram. It's just one piece of the puzzle though, but it is a very important piece. So let's talk about the changes that they just rolled out. The Instagram algorithm is kind of a, an unsolvable puzzle. Like this is something that Everyone consistently tries to figure out, and once we have it, it changes again, and it's extremely frustrating to try and keep up with. So they just recently changed it this month, a couple weeks ago, I think, and the things that they changed are... All right, so there were changes with the actual way that your posts are exposed to your audience. Whenever you post something on Instagram, now it might only be exposed to 10% of your audience. And basically what happens is Instagram uses that first 10% to kind of gauge what your engagement is going to be like on the post and whether or not they should show it to the rest of your audience. So this is super annoying. Basically what this means is that you really need to focus on responding to comments immediately whenever they come up and that you need to be making posts that get a lot of comments in the first place and are super engaging for people to actually interact with. A great way you can kind of combat this is by switching over to a business account. I switched over to a business account like a year ago or a year and a half ago, I think. So I don't remember exactly how you do it, but I'm pretty sure it has to be set up to a Facebook page. So. It has something to do with that. Um, go on your Instagram and just check what the requirements are to set up a business account. Super easy. You just have to link another page to it. But it gives you a lot more information whenever it comes to your account. So you can actually check additional stats on Instagram. You can do a lot of different things that you can't do with just a regular personal account. And it helps your Instagram post be exposed to more of your audience. There's also a rumor going around that Instagram pods are starting to be shadow banned. So for those who don't know, pods are like groups of people that are going around and have agreed to like and comment on everyone's posts together so that they naturally have a bit more engagement by helping each other out. 
But what happens is that Instagram sees these and they're starting, the algorithm is starting to be able to recognize whenever this happens. And so some people are actually getting shadow banned, which basically means that less of your content is getting out into the Instagram, less of your viewers are seeing it, and Instagram just stops promoting you. In addition to shadow banning those people on pods, they're also starting to shadow ban people that are commenting with those kind of bot comments. So like, great pick, love it, nice, or they're responding with like a single emoji. Instagram is starting to realize that these are bot accounts and so they're banning them, shadow banning them, they're, they don't count towards engagement anymore. So if you are trying to get engagement on your posts, having comments with four words or more is super important. And a great way to do this that I usually say in all of my Instagram videos and tutorials is that you want to ask a question. So whenever you're posting in your description, just ask, ask a question, ask something, state something relevant to the question and then say, what would you do in this situation? Or, or what's your favorite Italian food or, or something? You know, you have a lot of options there. And responding to comments quickly is actually shown to increase your post's exposure, increase your engagement, increase the visibility of your post. So make sure that you are responding to all of your comments as quickly as you can. Instagram stories, of course, is amazing to use as well. If people are extremely engaged with your account, your story is going to pop up at the top of the screen and they're going to keep referencing back to your stories. They're going to keep kind of being involved more in your life and that will keep them coming back to your Instagram and hopefully liking with and interacting with your posts, which is just going to make your Instagram grow. All right, captions have actually changed as well. Used to, we would do 30 hashtags on a post and we could post them in the comments or in the actual description on an Instagram post and it wouldn't matter. Now this feature, this change hasn't been rolled out to every single account, but it is being rolled out. And now if you're using 30 hashtags in a post, it can actually be picked up as spam, which will get you shadow banned. So the sweet spot with hashtags is actually about five to 10. And it's, it kind of sucks because as a, an advocate of using 30 hashtags and being exposed to a lot of those, those different communities, it was really easy to get a ton of engagement on a post. But now it's definitely about being choosier with your hashtags and making sure that you're targeting hashtags that aren't too big that you're just going to be lost in the noise. The next part for Instagram is that you don't want to edit or delete your posts or your caption within 24 hours. And so basically what happens is whenever you do that, it significantly lowers the chances for it to be seen. So you want to make sure that you really, really spell check everything in your caption and you make sure that you have your engagement piece in there before you post so that you don't have to edit it or delete it and repost it because this will really kill your engagement over time. Two new features for Instagram too. So you have the ability now to follow hashtags. 
more than likely because this is a new feature Instagram rolls out. They really love promoting their new features. If you're following hashtags, you're probably going to get higher engagement on your posts. This happened whenever stories came out. This happened whenever uh, Instagram Live was released. Whenever I started using Instagram Live, I saw six times more engagement and I didn't change anything else except I started going live multiple times a week. So it is huge for growing your Instagram and getting your numbers more out there and your profile more out there and growing your community. So make sure you're following hashtags. You're also using the stories highlights feature. That's a new, relatively new feature as well. That one was released probably two or two months ago, two and a half months ago or so. That one is amazing. It's a really great way to categorize your content. So using that feature, I haven't really noticed any additional growth from that, but I've definitely noticed people coming into my Discord more from there or following me on other platforms because I have all of my content posted on my stories highlights. So all of my videos get put in my videos highlight. All of my podcast episodes get put in the podcast episode highlight. All of my content and a little introduction as far as like who I am gets put into a start here highlight. And oh, and also every time I post about my dog because priorities, that's very important to me. <laughs> and the last feature, the last piece of the Instagram change puzzle <sighs> is the one that I honestly <laughs> kind of hate. So if you guys have seen the explore feed at all, it's basically, <laughs> it's a collection of photos from people that you know and people that you don't know based on the things that you've liked and interacted with on Instagram. So if you're, if you're, you know, liking posts from the hashtag Twitch or if you're really liking, you know, beauty or fashion people or um, home decor or whatever, Instagram is able to pick up on that. And so your explore feed is going to be filled with pictures that you have liked and interacted with before. But now, instead of it just being in this handy explore section, which personally I don't use at all, which is probably why I hate this change, these posts are going to be added to your regular feed. So now people that you don't know, accounts that you've never interacted with are going to be popping up in your feed. And so now instead of you knowing that everyone you're interacting with is somebody that you know and somebody that you are trying to build a relationship with, these people that you don't know are going to be coming up and kind of cluttering your feed and giving you a chance to get to know them and interact with them. I'm personally not crazy about this idea because I think if you have a well-established relationship with somebody on Instagram to where you are following with you're following them, you're interacting with their content and you're you're liking their stuff, you're commenting on their stuff that you are giving you're giving a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy to go through Instagram daily to say hi to a bunch of people, to comment on all their posts, to like all their posts. It's a ton of time. And if you are giving that time to people who are just strangers, people who you haven't created relationships with, I don't think that that's super great. Like, yes, we want the ability to like network, <coughs> network with and grow relationships with those people that we have things in common with, but we don't want that to be on Instagram's terms. Like we want that to be on our own terms. Otherwise it feels forced and it feels unnatural. And that's not what you want when you're trying to grow a relationship. So that's the Instagram portion. 
what's going to change with my Instagram? Um, nothing really. I'm going to be hashtagging a little less. I'm going to be responding to comments a lot more and trying to get into using <clears throat> Instagram stories and the live feature a little more. I used to use the live feature a lot and I've been slacking a lot on using that, but <laughs> we are going to get back to that this year. All right, so let's talk about Twitch changes now. What happened on Twitch? Well, this is something that is really exciting for me because I love produced videos. Twitch is investing more into their produced video creators, so people that create things like YouTube videos, which is kind of funny that they announced this literally the day after all these YouTube changes came and a lot of smaller creators were upset, but I digress, surely that wasn't planned at all, right? So what happened? They've had the vodcast feature for a long time. Vodcasts allow you to upload either past broadcasts of your stream or just regular videos. Um, if you want to upload YouTube videos to Twitch and YouTube at the same time, you can do that. It's a really awesome feature, um, but it lets you go live and broadcast either those reruns or the uploaded video. So it's really awesome. The change that they made is they actually got rid of vodcasts, and so now what they're doing is they have reruns, which is is a way for you to broadcast old um, old streams that you had, and so people can either get caught up or they can have a little bit of entertainment if they were missing that day or if you're you know on vacation or something. But they added this thing called premieres. Premieres is. Uh, it's sort of a, a piece I haven't completely figured out my opinion on yet. <clears throat> what happens is premieres is kind of the same thing as that old upload feature, that old kind of upload and vodcast feature, but instead of having the option to just upload your video or upload your video and vodcast it, which means go live and play that uploaded video, now you have to play it. And that requirement to play it is called a premiere, which comes with every upload. I love the the fact that Twitch is trying to invest more into uploaded content. I love production, I love story and context, and those are things that regular Twitch streams are usually lacking a lot. Like you can't <clears throat> you can definitely talk to people about your story, but it's so much more impactful to have a video about your story and to refer people to that video if they ask or are interested in learning more about you. And that's a huge part of building a community is giving people that context of your story and letting people know where you're from and what you're what you're doing, what's your goals for the platform. And so I think that that's awesome that they're investing in that. But I think requiring every single upload to be premiered is a terrible idea. Some uploads just don't need that. Some people upload 50 videos at once and we're gonna require them to be premiered as well. You can't go live whenever a video is premiering. You have to either stream or be premiering a video. You can't do both at the same time. And so if you have a ton of things to upload, then <laughs> it makes it hard for you to be able to fit your regular streaming schedule into that. 
I get what Twitch is wanting to do. They want you to have an audience for your video. They want you to release something and for people to see it and congratulate you and pat you on the back. But not every video is going to need that. Some people will create educational or tutorial-based content like me, and people will want to reference those videos whenever they have the questions. <clears throat> I think this feature is going to be really great for large projects or really hyped up projects. So either documentaries or partner and partner collabs between people or really big series videos, things like that. I think it will be really, really good for it. And you can actually invest more into more time into your community by going to them and saying, hey, guys, we're going to have a really special upload and we're all going to be able to watch it together. And that's awesome that they're giving us this this opportunity and this option, but that's just what it should be is an option because a lot of times it's not going to be needed and the verdict's still out on whether or not the viewership that you get during these premieres will affect your numbers for affiliate or partnership. I mean the numbers on these videos are just naturally going to be lower than a Twitch stream because they're naturally going to be shorter. A lot of viewers don't come into a Twitch stream until later on into the stream and so that's really what builds a Twitch stream is having consistent people over a certain amount of time. These videos are going to be shorter and won't really reach the same amount of people immediately. So yeah, who knows? There's a lot of information we still don't have as far as premieres and this cultivated, cultivated, curated video content goes, but we'll see what happens. I'm sure they're going to release some more information over the next few days about it. I'm a little discouraged by this because I was dual uploading, so whenever I would create a video, I would upload it to YouTube and to Twitch at the same time. The reason that I like doing that is because... I am a huge proponent of not putting all of your eggs in one basket, like I was saying. It's not smart, in my opinion, to invest all of your worth and all of your value onto one platform. <coughs> Gosh, I'm sorry, guys. <clears throat> because what if something happens to that platform? What if the algorithm changes and suddenly you're not getting as much attention to your content anymore and that was your full-time job? What if Vine dies? <laughs> There are a lot of things that can happen, and if you don't own the website, you're giving all of your control over to the people that do. And so that can be really scary for people who their full-time income is coming from a is coming from <laughs> gosh, creating content. So now with my uploads, I'm able to upload to YouTube, but if I upload to Twitch, I have to be prepared to go live for that upload. And all of my viewers have to know about it because it could affect my path to partnership. And so that kind of that kind of sucks. Like that's kind of discouraging as somebody who knows that these premieres aren't going to get as much viewership. They're just they're just not going to. Like Whenever you release a video on YouTube, people don't always just run to watch it. There are some, and I definitely have Notification Squad members who are there for videos, and they're they're super hyped about it, and they're really excited, and they always immediately let me know what they think about it and how much they loved it, but those views come in over time. Like a Twitch stream, the value is is that it's live. Whenever it's live, that's the value. But the value of an uploaded video is always out there working for you. And so that's 
a benefit to creating uploaded videos. That's why I love YouTube so much is I can create and put it out there and then it just works forever. But that's a huge negative piece of the changes that Twitch made and this addition of Premiere is that it's required. So I'm personally not going to be uploading to Twitch anymore until Premiere's is either not required or I find out that Premiere's is not, the viewership on Premiere's doesn't count towards any of your statistics of your stream, which sucks because I really liked uploading to both YouTube and Twitch. I know that some people enjoy watching on YouTube and I get a ton more watch time on YouTube, even though I have way more followers on Twitch. But some people do want to watch on Twitch and I do have a lot of views from that as well. Like I know with people that people are really lazy about leaving a platform. If they see something on the platform that they're already on, they want to watch it there. They don't want to have to leave to go somewhere else to figure out what other presence you have most of the time. Sometimes they will, but that doesn't translate a lot. People don't want to click links. People don't want to leave where they are. They want to binge where they are. And then when they feel like they want to leave the platform that they're looking at for another platform, they'll consume content that's in their feed on that other platform. So as much as you can, you can give the option to consume your content wherever, I think is a good idea because it lets people keep their... <clears throat> keep their flow going, keep their binging going, which keeps them on the platform that they're on, which those platforms love. YouTube loves when you create a watch ses session. Twitch loves whenever you keep people on the platform as well, and they reward your account for that. <clears throat> and so giving people the option to keep it there or to stay where they are and to consume your content wherever they are is a smart choice for creators. But unfortunately, with Twitch uploads now, it looks like that's not going to be the case anymore. So that's kind of a discouraging change for my 2018. So let's talk about some positive changes for my 2018 and the goals going into, even though we're three weeks into this year already, but going into this year. All right. So quarter one of 2018, January, February, and March is still going to be the YouTube grind and growing that platform. I really like what I'm doing over there. I think it's extremely valuable for a lot of people from the just insane response I've had from people on <clears throat> social media and my Discord and all of the, the comments and things that I've received from what I'm doing. What I'm doing there is good and valuable for people and it's helping a lot of people and that's that's my goal is to help people. So that is going to stay the same. I'll still be release be releasing videos Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, but I will be adding in an additional day. And the reason for this is that, as I said in the beginning of this episode, watch time is extremely important, and I know that. And most of my videos, while I know that over 10 minutes is favored by the algorithm, most of my videos lately have been around like eight or nine minutes long. And the Friday videos are actually going to be posts of the podcast. So people that either don't know <laughs> So people that either don't know that I have a podcast right now, this will be a great opportunity for them to find that out and to find the platform or to find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Anchor. And so they'll be able to listen to my content no matter where they are. 
But this is also a really great opportunity by posting these podcasts to increase my watch time. Because the podcasts are so much longer than any of my other YouTube content, it really gives me an opportunity to hook people for longer. And even if they stay on and the average view duration is only, you know, 25%, that's still going to be about 20 minutes or actually maybe like 15 to 20 minutes, which is way longer than any video I've ever done. So that's going to grow watch time, which is what the algorithm favors and prioritizes. So I really want to go into YouTube being a little bit more strategic and trying to grow my watch time. Um, keeping with the consistency, I was doing really great until I got sick. I had about three or four videos in my backlog that I used at the beginning stages of me being sick, but since it was only three or four, I worked through those the first week of being sick. So I'd like to grow that backlog as well, which means still recording four videos a week and editing four videos a week. A really exciting thing, by the way, is that I have a, a big camera coming. I have a Canon EOS M5. It should be here either tomorrow or on Monday. And my quality of my content is going to be increased. So I'm really excited for that. I really can't wait. That camera is just absolutely beautiful. If you guys haven't seen it already, you really, God, you have to check it out. It's so gorgeous. So... Let's see. Aside from that on YouTube, that's pretty much my only change. I am focusing on organizing my content a little bit differently. I was using a Google Doc before and saving all of my video ideas and completed videos and putting them in different sections of the Google Doc. But now I'm going back to my good friend Trello, who I used to use a lot back in the day for different esports projects. But now I'm actually going to be using it for YouTube and I've already organized a few videos for the future that I'm super excited about and it honestly just made the organizing a lot easier so I'm really excited to work with Trello again and I have 12 months of Trello Gold to use so let's go. I don't even know what Trello Gold does to be completely honest. My next goal is going to be maintaining what I'm doing on Twitter. I am growing really consistently on Twitter. Um, I have really great interaction and engagement on there, so really just maintaining that. I do think that I need to add in more tweets where I am being more conversational with people. Right now, I definitely tweet out um, the things that I kind of have expertise in, so social media and streaming and marketing and all of that, but I really want to kind of hear from people a bit more. And so asking them questions like, why are you going for partnership? What does it mean to you? Or what what is your you know favorite Twitter tip? Like what's the one thing that you've done on Twitter that has really just killed it in terms of getting you in front of more people? And so creating more of a dialogue with people and getting to know them by creating these like bigger conversations is something that I do from time to time, but it's not consistent. I want to be more consistent about that. I've done this really well on Instagram, and so I want to bring that practice into Twitter as well. Speaking of Instagram, the Instagram goals that I have is basically maintenance. So keep doing what I've been doing, which is having one photo shoot, maybe two photo shoots a week and sticking with the theme that I currently have, which is very dark and moody, lots of plants and all of that. And so just maintenance on Instagram is the main thing. I would like to do a little bit more as far as live streaming and stories goes. Since I've been sick, my consistency with Instagram has been really terrible. <clears throat> so being more consistent with what I was doing before 
consistency, maintenance, and adding in more live content on Instagram is is kind of my priority. So not a lot really changes as far as social media goes, really just adding a couple of things in so that I'm still talking to people more and I'm getting to know more people and, you know, changing more lives, getting to know others, getting more friendships. That's the biggest part. I can't stress to you guys how much more I believe in community than anything else. And really, community is the most important thing about being a content creator. That's quarter one of 2018. Quarter two of 2018, we are going to scale back YouTube. So we'll probably go down to one or two videos a week. Instagram and Twitter and all social media is going to stay the same. But we're coming back to Twitch, guys. I have a big, big project launching April 1st of this year, okay? And I, I'm not going to say anything about it yet. I haven't given any details anywhere about this, but it's going to be super hype. There are a few details in my Discord, so if you guys are interested in this big Twitch project, um, you might try hopping over there and hanging out with us. It's actually a really great place to be, by the way. I love everyone in my Discord. <clears throat> It's an incredible community, really. It's just a ton of streamers, a ton of, not really a ton of YouTube creators, but definitely a ton of streamers that have all like linked arms and are giving each other advice and support and help. And it's it's definitely not one of those places where we force each other to retweet each other's stuff and it's empty views, em <laughs> empty follows. It's definitely a place where if you are looking to get to know people in the Twitch space, <clears throat> if you are looking to grow your friendships, this is, is a great place to be. It's a, it's a great place to meet a lot of really interesting, intelligent people that are all just gung-ho about content. I've, I've learned so much, honestly, from them as well. They're way better at the production side of things than I am. And there are a lot of techs in there as well that I really love talking about, like photography and and uh, technology with so I'm really I'm really just absolutely in love with the community that we're building over on our discord if you guys want a link for that it's down below but if you just want to type it in somewhere right now it's bit bit dot ly slash ashney d super short super easy when we come back to streaming on twitch I have a lot of smaller projects and things planned but for now it's really just you know maintenance continue on with YouTube continue on with the podcast, keep creating and keep having a great time because I think everything that I'm doing, not only do I extremely enjoy and I really love it, but it seems to really be helping people as well. And that's really important to me. So yeah, that's, that's my goals. 2018 guys, <clears throat> keep, keep creating, keep doing what I'm doing and grow into the, grow my actual content on Twitch a little bit more grow a couple of, you know, some social media things a little more as well, and just keep keep doing the thing. Keep doing the things. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. This dog has been begging me, begging me to take him O-U-T for a while. I can't actually say the word because he's here, 
And if he hears me say it, he'll freak out and start spinning and run to the door and barking. And I don't want him to interrupt us. But thank you so much for hanging out. If you want any of the references that I mentioned in this video or you want to hook up with me on any social media channel, <clears throat> let me know that you heard me on this podcast episode and I will follow you back on you know any platform you follow me on, whether that's YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, whatever you guys want. And thank you so much. I really missed podcasting. I really missed you guys so much. So thanks for hanging out with me. And I will see you guys to talk about charity streaming next week. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and letting me be part of your journey to master your content. It really means a lot to me. If this episode helped you, leave me a comment, positive or negative, about the show where you consume this episode. It helps me learn how to improve this show for you and helps other people find us so that we can help others pursue their dreams. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at AshneyChrist for questions or join our community in Discord. That link is down below in the show notes. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.